0: Hi, I'm Emma Walsh, the CEO of Parents at Work, and I'll be your host for today's podcast discussion. Parents at Work is proud to sponsor these podcasts to connect you with experts in the community, to assist you really with the daily juggle of career and family life. So please share our events with people in your community. So what are we discussing today? Well, it's all about defining and designing your best life. I'm joined today by Jill McLaren, author of Think, Plan, Live. And uh, the book's uh, byline is really Define Your Best Life uh, in Six Simple Steps, which sounds pretty good to me, Jill. i <laughs> um, really looking forward to interviewing you. So let me just introduce Jill. Um, Jill's an executive leader, an innovator and speaker and an opinion leader on really all topics to do with leadership, in particular authentic leadership, and she does a lot of work with helping women Uh, And developing their careers. She's had a a corporate career of over 30 years and 20 of which were spent at Coca-Cola in the C-suite of executive leadership roles across the UK, Australia and Asia. And her journey has really given her a great depth of experience of obviously different types of uh, you know, leaders and career uh, choices that she's made as she's uh, crisscrossed the world with her career. And this really all led Jill to write her book, Think, Plan, Live. And I'm delighted to interview you. Welcome, Jill. Thanks Emma. Thanks for inviting me. So I think the obvious place to start is to tell us about the book. What is Think, Plan, Live about and, and what motivated you to write it?
1: I think the best way to explain what Think, Plan, Live is it's a combined step-by-step workbook and coaching guide that enables people literally step-by-step to work out what their best life is. Uh, And what is a best life? Uh, I've been on that journey myself to work out what defines a best life, and it's literally a best life as defined by you. So what is optimal for you? There's no right and wrong answers in best life design, and it navigates you through really that discovery journey for you. Um, At the core of it is unlocking what I call your unique life fingerprint. So just in the way that there's only one fingerprint of you on the planet, there's only one life fingerprint as well. So the book is really designed to kind of navigate you through that um, step by step with all the tools that you need and the coaching that I would give normally in exec coaching capacity. I'm now doing it sort of through my voice in the book. Uh, My origins in this really are in my own career. You mentioned right up front that Uh, 30 year career in in the corporate world 20 years with coca-cola and i was trying to juggle you know being a mum, you know to my twin daughters who are now 16 with a full-on international career and and i had lots of trials and tribulations about how i navigate my own best life design Uh, and i really brought those to bear in the book along with the learnings i've got from my exec coaching so it's a real amalgam of those things but if i had to sum it up in one thing it's literally a step-by-step workbook to to self-coach your way to life design
0: Mm. so what really motivated you to sort of go on this journey you had as you say this sort of illustrious career almost you know that you know one would be envious of you know being able to travel the world and, and really um you know be operating in that c-suite um let's face it not a lot of necessarily women get to, to make it to that sure. level um what made you step out and do this instead like, I think the shift for me was,
1: again, my own life design, where I kind of realized, what is it that I love most about my role? And the honest answer was I love the most is is kind of bringing out the best in people um, and high performing teams and how, how really the uniqueness of individuals in a team and the make or break of a team, You know, as in how do you kind of bring out those unique skills that each member of the team has and contribute to kind of drive the growth. So if you look at my style of leadership, I would think you'd call it collaborative leadership. And I was really trying to bring out the best in the team to kind of drive the results. And that's the bit I love the most. If I'm honest, there's other parts of the role that you don't. You know, am I a numbers person? Yes, I am in business, but I get, I thrive most on team development and bringing the best out in teams. So, so when I reflected on my own life and about, you know, am I going to do this for the whole of my life, or am I going to have what they now call, I think, a second career? um, My goal was really to to pursue this passion for kind of bringing out the best in teams. So I do a lot of work on team development, but also realise that everyone has got this unique fingerprint. Uh, and my own journey had lots of trials and tribulations so if I could short the cut that for someone to enable them to work that out via the book that was my goal yeah. I didn't want people to do the twists and turns that I'd done to try and work it out I was trying to simplify that down to enable them to do that.
0: Okay that's interesting you use the word thrive you know it's a um, you know term that often you know we ask ourselves and it's not um, something that I would use often to say, yeah, I'm really thriving all the time, but it, we seem to be in the pursuit of it a lot now. you know that concept of how do we seem to get the best of a number of different worlds and be feeling really good and happy about our career? and and it's almost like this mystical thing, you know is it actually achievable? How, how do I thrive in a career and life? and And so it sounds to me like it, it's all about designing what it is that you want and really having a think about, you know, how you actually deliberately make that possible, you know, is that what the book explores or it is i
1: mean the, the title think plan live is exactly how you do it. And, it and again i draw a lot of analogies many people will be in the business world but if you look at business planning you would spend three months to six months of every year business and strategic planning what you're going to do next in your business and then you mm. kind of ask yourself well how much do you spend on your life plan during that the answer is <laughs> zip i was so busy doing <laughs> all the business work i didn't actually think about myself um and given a lot of my background is in strategy i literally used a lot of those tools to kind of go well could, could you the most important plan you could right quite frankly is your life plan Um, and we're not spending the same amount of time so it is actually taking you step by step through doing that because it's not easy i mean to do that you know and i i tried lots of different things you know what gives me energy what are my values what are my strengths i've tried lots of things and basically set up settle on an approach that would enable people to navigate that And to the point of thriving, I do believe in thriving, but it's by your own standards. So I feel the challenge with some people, they look outside themselves and go, oh, their career is much better than mine, or they're more lucky than me, or they've got more opportunities. The core of life design is really working out what you want um, and really blending your career and your personal life So it's optimal for you. And that's why I'm so passionate about the unique fingerprint of you, because I find often people are kind of going, oh, their career looks better, or I I should be doing this, or use a lot of statements like I should be doing this, or I should be doing better, or I should be a better leader. Um, Really looking at what motivates you and who you are, and then projecting that into how you design it. But as I say, there is a formula to it. um, And that's why I've ended up getting that into the book. I do that in my exec coaching work, but my goal was really that I don't want that to be an elite club that can do best life design. I want it mm. to be accessible to everybody. So, mm. yeah, ten, you know, six steps, ten tools, and it literally walks you through it, so you can feel confident that you can actually build your own best life design as a result of it.
0: So, really, it sounds to me that you know you're, you're being able to help people come up with the plan, right? That's going to work for them. So, you know, how do you actually? Give us some ideas around actually how you create that, you know, optimal career and life plan. You know, what are some of the things you'd start doing when yeah. you picked up the book?
1: So I think the book is, as you mentioned up front, six simple steps. And they are simple in step but quite reflective in terms of how you do that. So you always start with your who. So who am I? Uh, so in that part of it, you're really going deeper on your values and your strengths and, and what I call a lifeline exercise, which looks at your career to date. Most of the clues about what we want out of our best life is actually in our value set and whether we're fully utilising our strengths. So I always start with our who. Uh, many people in career planning start with the what. You know, what do you want to do? What's your next career move? What, what do you want to do next? Um, I always start with the who because you kind of go, am I being true to my value set? Am I being true to my strengths? Is this really going to be a high for me? Um, reflecting on who you really are is always where we start. Uh, the next component part is the width. So who do I do it with? So as I say, I found we do focus on the what in life design, but the width about who brings out the energy in me, who takes my energy away is a key component part, thinking about people and situations. So, you know, so you've done your who, you've done your with. The what is have I got a balanced life wheel? So uh, looking at all the component parts of your life, and ending up putting those into perspective. You know How important is my career compared to my family? And, and actually, literally juggle those things in one go through one set of considerations. So you literally think about how do I integrate it? Most people I find compartmentalized. They kind of go, well, that's my life, and that's my career. And if you don't combine those two things together, it's much more challenging. So that's the what part. Um, then in terms of your why, focus a bit on purpose and your unique gifts. I'm really passionate about people discovering what's uniquely them. Um, because I found the essence of everyone's there's basically this blend of your values and your strengths and what you're passionate about that means are all the things you're really good at. Um, and often people struggle to unlock those. So there's a real whole big exercise in the book about you going, do you know what? I'm actually pretty good at some things and i have probably neglected to kind of think about that or I take them for granted is often the case. Mm-hmm. And then the last component parts is the where and the when, which is more when you're integrating, you know, where do I want to be geographically or the workplace or, and when do I want to do it in my career, which is the integration phase. So the core of it is starting with your who. So really focusing on yourself and really looking at who you are uh, and then the other parts of the jigsaw of life design kind of all step into to place and so does your life fingerprint emerge.
0: Mm. You do make it sound simple, Jill. <laughs> and I the reflection think, isn't. The reflection is yeah, deep. Yeah, I, I I think, you know, when you put it like that and, and you, you really say, you know, the who, what, when, how, and you, you think, yep, logically that all sounds it does sound simple. It is something that, you know, if I spend a bit of time, I should be able to unlock that. And yet, you know, as you say, um, this is something that people habitually don't do um, quite the same way they would do a business plan, as you yeah. say, or, or set their KPIs at work. What do you think stops people or holds people back? What What's the, the challenge if the reward is so great if you do this work? What holds people back? I
1: think what holds people back is... Um, it's it's time, interesting. I suppose if you i I ask people, you know, what what well, I need to find the right time to do it. You know, I definitely want to do life design, but I'll do it when I'm a bit older, or I'll I'll do it when I'm not quite so busy at work. So the first thing that holds people back is actually kind of deciding to to do that. Um, the other thing is probably feeling, what am I going to discover from this? You know, so will I be able to do it? So. A big question I even have, because I've done a lot of this in the coaching space, is could I actually truly navigate that through a book? Um, and what I'm proud to say is that you can navigate it yourself. So people kind of go, well, if I embark on this journey, will I be able to work it out? You know, I don't know whether I'll be able to work it out. I've been toying with it for ages. I've been trying to work out how this works. It's been a complete juggle when i be able to work it through. Um, and what I'm finding is people can work it through in a systematic way. So I think what we rarely do is literally look at all the component parts of our life in one go. So you almost deconstruct it all and then you put it back together again. Um, the other thing I've discovered is the most people think, there's probably more wrong with their life than there actually is, if that makes sense. So mm. what I would liken life design to if it was a design job, if it was a house, it would be a renovation job rather than a knockdown and rebuild. Mm. So that's what makes life design more possible because often there's a few small adjustments and tweaks that would make a, a massive difference. You know, So how you juggle your day, whether you've got the balance right in your life wheel between family and, and career, and just being conscious of all those little micro choices that you're making on a day-to-day basis is actually often enough to shift on Best Life Design. But the biggest thing that gets in the way is people saying, this is so important, I'm going to carve out time for it. And it's very timely that we're doing this, um, this discussion right at the beginning of the year, because there's no better time to kind of just pause and kind of go, If I look to the end of this year, what would I want to have done, you know, from a family and a personal perspective and from a career perspective? I mean, I've done that literally for myself, literally in the last few weeks. You know, I've got my daughters in HSC year. That shapes my life design this year. It will be a different shape, knowing that I've got to support them. I want to support them. That's part of my life design. That's part of the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. That shapes some of my work as well so so I think this constant integration job between what do I want to have my career what do I want out my life and it's constant calibration um, is the way to do it
0: yeah I mean look the reality is that you know your life is dynamic you yeah. know things you know come around the corner that you don't necessarily see um, some things you know in advance and you can plan and prepare for other things of course um, you do not see and so therefore it strikes me that it always must be and will be dynamic. You know, we can spend this so. great time carving out, creating some wonderful um, plan that is, you know, captured in mm-hmm. in words, perhaps even in an Excel spreadsheet if that's your if that's the, your preferred method. But actually, um, at the end of the day, it's it's not static. You know, it lives and breathes like you do, and it strikes me that yeah, that being able to constantly adjust this as you see and experience things is you know part of what's key to keeping it on track so this is not a you know this is not a one-off exercise is it?
1: No it's a constant recalibration basically so I think the benefit of doing it in one go is is basically you'll end up with what I would call your compass so you end up with having thought about it this becomes my life compass and therefore you can navigate um, a number of different things through that through that compass. Um, Now in reality life will hit you with things, you'll get curveballs, and you'll need to adjust. But life design is your go-to place for that. So often what's happened is it's kind of gone against your values or your strengths, uh, and you actually get more clues about why that particular part of your life is off track. So I agree with you, Emma, it's a constant recalibration job. Um, but once you've done it in the first place, um, once you've seen that kind of compass, it constantly becomes a check-in. So if I check in now with people who've done life design, they're constantly updating me, like going, oh, you I had to make this career choice. And it was much easier because I could really focus on my strengths or, you know, I had to make a tough call between how I balance things and I look back my life wheel and I'd said that I wanted to move my life wheel on family from a six to a nine and that enabled me to kind of prioritize that more. Um, so I think to your point, it's constant recalibration. It's not like I've designed it and it's done. Life's way more complicated than that. Um, but I think the big shift is that a shift from life happens to me to I life make life happen is probably the biggest shift because otherwise you're on the receiving end of things um, yes. and life throws a load of stuff at you and you're constantly kind of batting things back or doing your best. Uh, just a bit of time to think and plan what you'd ideally want. So at least if 80% of life stays in what you ideally want and then you've got 20% in the curveballs that are throwing things at you, that's a whole heap better than, oh, i just see what life hits me and I'll do the best I can. Um, So a bit of reflection on that really helps you navigate some of those tough, tough decisions. The other thing is it's a big confidence builder. So I found from a lot of it because life design enables you to get true to who you really are again. it's a big confidence builder so when you do face tough decisions you kind of go do you know what that's who I really am therefore when I make this call I know that's true to my values or my strengths or um so it's actually a source of energy as well in terms of how that
0: works. Okay um so that makes sense and I think that what you've really described is that difference between surviving and thriving surviving life is that whole thing things are coming at you you've got a bat you're swinging it trying to fend things off and and deal with things um which is you know you know one might argue that's also living in the moment (laughs) yeah um but I think what I'm hearing from you is you know rather than deal with everything that's constantly thrown at you in a um you know defensive way I guess is being on the front foot and when things do happen, as invariably they, of course, will on a daily basis, being able to process that, um, what's happening to you, yeah. in a more deliberate and conscious way, and then being able to make some choices around, okay, well, that's happened. You know, how does that impact what I'm doing and, and what am I going to do as a result? Yeah. Um, you know, and having something to come back to is grounding.
1: I think that's definitely the yeah. case. So I think it moves from being proactive to reactive. You still want to mm. react to something, as in you can't control your life. You know, things are mm. going to hit you. But when they do, how you process that, mm. you know, how you think about it will be, do you know what, I know what my values are, I'll think about it this way. Or, you know, I did actually make some choice about that it was more important than this. I, I know I've made the right call. Yeah. So I suppose the best way to explain it, it's kind of reassuring. Mm. You know, so instead of going into sleepless nights thinking about have I made the right call, uh, and I find people do that a lot. They're kind of constantly mm. worried that they'll make the wrong call and then they don't make a call at all. Yeah. So then life happens to them again, rather than, do you know what, I'm pretty sure that that's the right decision to make. And if it doesn't work completely, I can recalibrate it a bit or shift a bit. But fundamentally, based on who I am, you know, that will give me more energy. That's playing to my strengths, that's unlocking right. my values um that's right for my family you know those all those things are more top of mind yes um so I think one of the biggest things people feed back to me is it just makes decision making those those little decisions you're making literally thousands of decisions every year you know little tweaks and adjustments they just become quicker because you almost get like a shortcut there kind of going well I know that's right that Mm. would be the best call now that's what I wanted that was my goal um Mm. so it's this constant recalibration but it's much more proactive to your point Amber it's really in a proactive state of I'm going to manage this thing rather than um, life manages me.
0: Yes, yeah. Look, I think it's all about that concept of you know really um, being um, productive, actually, with your time and thinking. Like, if if time is our most precious asset, that we know. Uh, we can't get back, you know. We've not we can't change anything that's happened in the past, we only have the next minute that's ahead of us, and we get to choose how we spend that. Um, that it's it's about being purposeful, isn't it? Really, with your time, it's being purposeful yeah.
1: with your time, and um, a link to that being true to who you really are. Because uh, at the core of me coming up with this life fingerprint idea, um, what I discovered was you have your unique life fingerprint, um, but often you're not completely living true to that fingerprint. Mm. Um, And there are multiple tensions in your life. It could be, you know, the people you're spending time with. It could be, you know, I'm in a situation at work where I'm not really living to my values or I've got a boss that's not bringing out the best in me. All those little tension points are actually putting tension on your life. Um, and that actually can cause you to feel more anxious or you know doubt yourself Mm. so I think the proactive part of it is saying do you know what I'm going to manage those tensions I can spot them when they emerge and I'm actually going to proactively do something about it so that's that's a Mm. core thing is what surprised me shouldn't have surprised me but it does is is how attention often people a lot of career is with who they really are, and, but again, mm. it's minor adjustments. You know, perhaps the kind of leader you work for or mm. or the role that you're doing. Uh, and if you feel like you've got the balance wrong between personal life and career, just those calibrations, those small shifts, those adjustments, mm. um, kind of make such a big difference. You kind of like, oh God, that wasn't as hard. So one thing I would say for people: don't assume it's yes, it's hard to be as reflective on life design, and it does take a lot of reflection. I'm not saying that part's easy, but once those choices have come through, you kind of go, like, oh, it feels kind of refreshing or you know it feels liberating that I just kind of know what I want so yeah very rewarding in that
0: regard. So give us as we sort of round up on this conversation the the top three do's and don't tips on designing your best life.
1: Right. I think do it in the first place would be the key one. So get started. So the most important place to begin. So I think don't put it off. So I think a lot of people go, oh, I'll do that when I'm older. I'll do that when I've got more time. Honestly, older and more time often won't happen. So, so do do it now, um, even if you don't do all of it. So don't feel overly daunted. Do get started. Um, do make sure it's unique to you. The passion thing I've got is the It's not meant to be a comparison exercise. It's uh, uncovering what's unique about you. So do take the time to think what's uniquely you and not second guess about whether that's right compared to anyone else because the whole premise of life design is it's right for you. Um, You shouldn't judge yourself on that. If that's right for you, then it's right. Uh, Whereas often we don't give ourselves that latitude about, oh, perhaps I should have done better. So do think about it from your own uniqueness Um, and do check in regularly and adjust to, to our discussion earlier it's constantly adjusting and calibrating so don't think oh I've done it now I'm done it's kind of adjust it that's working for me that's not so it's kind of do calibrate Um, in terms of what don't do um, don't um, as I say look to other people so don't kind of ask other people what should you do with your life I find a lot of people do that when they get stuck it's like what do you think I should do and then you get lots of advice which can be handy Um, but but often you're kind of going to get what someone else's life design should look like rather than your own so so don't look externally to start with look internally um but then don't the next don't is don't do it completely in isolation once you've done your reflection so focus on your who and then think about um all the people around you so it's not you're not doing this life design in a vacuum so don't think it's about that uh, recognize the important people in your life um you can you can kind of call on to do that um and i think the last one is uh don't feel that it's not possible for you. I think many people go, oh, this sounds really hard. and You know, I don't know how to do it. And um, I've, no, I've yet to find someone who's not found some aspect of life design that they could do. Yes, it might feel daunting to do all of it at the start, 10 tools, six steps. Uh, but I think if you just start with one simple step, like your values or your strengths, uh, don't feel that you won't get something out of it. So I think the most important thing to that is just get started. Uh, and then once you're in, there's no
0: stopping you. <laughs> well, I think to that point, you know, I think I challenge everyone listening to this particular podcast to make a time in your diary for next week, an hour, to put it aside and actually just focus on what do I want to get out of this year? What's important to me um, would be a good starting point, Absolutely. <laughs> um, Jill McLaren, thank you very much for joining us here today. Um, if you're interested in Jill's book, Think, Plan, Live, you can buy it on Amazon,
1: correct? You can buy it on Amazon. You can go to thinkplanlive.com or centergreat.co or you can get Amazon or Foottopia. So yeah, I'd love people to have a look
0: at it and see what they think and get going on their life design. Well, thanks very much for joining us, Jill. Thanks, Emma.